cliffcentral.com. This is the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogan. Stories of digital transformation in business, in relationships, and in life. Welcome to Digital Influence. I'm your host, Ryan Hogarth, and my ongoing interest, I guess, is to tell the story of digital transformation, how it's happening, how people are struggling with it, how they're winning with it. And one of the consistent themes of transformation is businesses struggling to adapt to change, or even individuals struggling to adapt to the pace of change in the world today. And I've come across something in a bit of research I've been doing, which is, I think, going to be very helpful in... Well, understanding this a bit more and hopefully resolving it. So, so here we go, and I hope you find this helpful. Life in the 21st century is characterized by transformation. Everything about being a customer, about being an employee, has been transformed since the start of the century. You know, through the technology that we use, the way we build networks, the way we're able to do almost anything we want to do instantly. And the one constant message that we hear from a business and a personal perspective is that technology is moving rapidly. The way we do business, how it's shifting before our very eyes. Yet at the same time, we hear how businesses are struggling to wake up to this transformation to digital, and there are complaints about brands failing to keep up. We laugh at stories of someone asking us to send a fax or wanting to use the postal system. So we have a reality that change at a personal and a business level can be hard. It is difficult. Why is this? On the one hand, the drive for change is ingrained in us as human beings, but it seems so is the resistance to change. It's a marvelous paradox. So let's try and break it down. For the last 20 years or so, gurus of one shape or another have been extolling businesses. Think outside the box. Think differently. But the very idea of what is considered differently is also constantly changing. So the thing that was different last week is now, eh, same, same this week. We also seem to confuse being different with small incremental change. You know, I've seen businesses who've gotten very excited about, you know, they've made a PDF version of their catalog or a training manual, and they've gone, wow, look at us, we're innovating. The need to be different, to think different today has never been greater. But perhaps we need to understand a little bit more what think different actually means. We need to find a way to step outside of our channel thinking and perhaps see the wood for the trees. It's almost impossible to create a new future when you are firmly rooted in the present or even worse, when you're stuck in the glories of your past. So think different needs some definition. Given the fact that the world is changing far quicker than most businesses are able to. Jack Walsh, formerly of General Electric, said something along the lines that if the rate of change on the outside exceeds the rate of change on the inside, the end is near. Basically, you can't have a situation where the outside environment is changing at a far greater pace than what, how you, than what your business is changing. And in truth, that's where most businesses stand on this today. And I don't think we need to beat people up over the head about this anymore. I think we understand it. We know it, but we've got to figure out a way to embrace it and move forward with it. So again, let's take a step back and understand. Let's try and understand why we are where we are today. If we were able to distill the impact of technology in our lives down to one single word, that word would be friction. 
There are a number of definitions for the word friction, but the one that I think works best and fits well within the context of the discussion we're having today is this. Friction is defined as the conflict or animosity caused by a clash of wills, temperaments, or opinions. And if we think about our lives, everyone deals with some form of friction every single day. When your cell phone provider overbills you and then you have to spend an entire morning being shoved from one call center to the next, that is friction. When you need approval on a project and it needs, however, to go through the, the CEO's PA who doesn't seem to like you, again, there is friction. Sitting in rush hour traffic, whether in the morning or the evening, that is friction. And when we think about where we are today, it seems that almost every aspect of our lives as individuals, we see friction evaporating. Friction is evaporating through the impact of technology, mobile devices, the internet. Well, in short, digital. It used to be really difficult to get what you wanted. If you think about the process of owning music, 20 years ago, if you wanted to own one song, it involved taking time to go to a physical music shop, browsing, standing in line, and all of this to purchase a CD with 18 songs, which really there was only one song that you actually wanted. That's a lot of friction, a lot of barriers that exist between you and what you want. That friction today has all but disappeared. From the decision, I mean, if you think about a music again, from the decision to go, oh, I want that song, to now owning it and having it in your possession is measured in simply minutes. And so it is across the millions of apps that you're using every single day and the more apps that we have access to. Every bit of technology that you use today has in some way removed friction from your life. We have come to demand this. You have come to demand it as a customer. Now employers are seeing the same demand coming from employees, coming from their teams. Because of technology, global travel is far easier than it used to be. The friction is gone. Using things like online booking, Airbnb, TripAdvisor, Uber, you can pretty much spontaneously jump onto an airplane and travel the world. And today we get frustrated when brands slow us down, where fr brands introduce or create friction in their relationship with us. It creates new friction because we know that technology has made our lives easy. So why can't I order from you and get what I need right now? Why do you make it difficult? When this idea of friction is poorly understood and poorly implemented by brands, you piss off your customer because you've created friction in the otherwise smooth running of their lives. So from a business point of view, ask yourself this question. What friction exists between you and your customer? Your customer understands that they can get what they want and what they need with a simple click, tap, or swipe. Is it just as easy for them to get what they need and want from you? And now think about your teams, the people who you work with, the people who are working in a business. They want to work smarter. They want to work faster. And they know the technology exists to do it. But IT insists that, no, they cannot use Dropbox or Google services because of procedural issues or security reasons. And workforces are growing increasingly frustrated with outmoded ways of doing business. So what gets in the way of your teams being smarter and faster? 
Friction in a business manifests in countless ways. And when you think about it in these terms, you will see it in your own business. You'll see it in the effort of getting your job done every single day. We see websites that have been built for the convenience of the business, not for the convenience of the customers. Or we have siloed communication systems that inhibit cross-functional communication, complicated internal processes that will delay delivery to customers. These are just some of the many, many examples of friction. Now, in today's fast-paced digital economy, when you are asked to think different or to do different, what you are being asked to do is to identify and eliminate friction. To think different means to find, to source the, the areas of friction. Doing different means eliminating that friction. Now, I've been reading and researching this idea for the last couple of years, and it seems that there is a relatively simple way to address this within yourself and within your business. Okay, so let's look at change. When we resist change, we resist changing because of fear. You know, we're worried about things that might happen in the future. And that fear creates the friction that we see. And friction is a barrier to moving into the future. So when you're stuck here and can't embrace a future, it's because of friction, which is held in place by fear. So thinking differently requires that you have three honest conversations asking these questions. Firstly, where is the friction? Secondly, what do you fear? And thirdly, what does the future look like? Now, you're going to want to create a safe space where these conversations can happen openly and honestly amongst yourselves or the senior people as well as your teams. Now, this is the perfect thing to do on your next team breakaway. Skip the team building and tackle this issue. So where is the friction? The first conversation, you, in, you, you want to identify what friction exists within your teams and within your relationships with your customer. Although it's a simple idea, it is not a short conversation, and it does require honesty in yourself and amongst your teams. Look for areas of conflict, complexity, and confusion. Because wherever you see conflict, complexity, or confusion, you know that that is the result of friction. So look for these, and you will find the friction that's, that's lying there. Already, as you have this conversation, you start to see the first peak of solutions on the horizon. Now, everyone in the team should express what gets in the way of them being smarter, faster, and more efficient in their jobs. This is a process, and it takes more than a quick whip around the room. You know, you can take 10 minutes, and everybody can express, well, I'm, having, I'm struggling with this, that, or the other. And because people are not stupid and they have learned the hard lesson of what comes from honest communication in a corporate environment. So they have to be reassured that what they're saying is encouraged, it's allowed, and it's not going to have negative consequences. This is going to be a challenge to your leadership, so don't cock it up. And although this, and, and as you go through this process, teams will become, you'll see them. You know, people will get emotional. They'll get angry. They might even get apathetic. But just keep pushing forward. Keep having this conversation because soon that emotional discontent gives way to ideas that begin to spark. And there's going to be a growing excitement about the possibilities of what could be if these issues were resolved. Now you're ready for the second conversation. What do you fear? Because before you can move to the solutions that you're starting to see, you have to underlie or address the underlying cause of friction. Remember that friction is the manifestation of fear. 
It might be fear of consequences, fear of change, fear of failure, fear of getting things wrong. So what are you wanting to do here in this conversation is address the underlying cause of friction. Now, the fears may be organizational from an organizational perspective, issues of compliance or risk or finance, loss of personnel, or uh, there are personal fears. But, you know, your own personal fears, fears of your team members. You know, the fear might be getting into trouble, being exposed, being picked on. Now, when you put a name to a fear, when you give it a name, when you expose it to the light, its power to get in the way begins to diminish. And remember that fear is the reason why strategic ideas are not implemented. And it is the thing that prevents real change and real progress. Fear breeds a mindset of stop, let's stop, let's slow down, things can't be done, let's be careful. We see hostility, we see anger, we see apathy. All of this comes from a sense of fear. And in this mindset, how can you possibly think outside the box? How can you possibly think and act and do differently when you're set in this way of thinking? So what are the personal fears of your team? What are the organizational fears? This does require a level of vulnerability. And as a leader, you will do wonders for the cause by being the first to put yourself out there. Tell your teams what you fear and encourage them to have that conversation. Now, once you've had these two conversation, uh, well, with let's look at this. With the conversation on friction, solutions begin to present themselves. When you start discussing yourself through fear, the desire to act is ignited. And now you're ready for this final conversation, which is, well, what does the future look like? The future. What is possible without fear and friction? What if these were not in the way? Through this conversation, we start to move out of the mindset of stop to one of create. And when you're creating, creativity breeds enthusiasm. It breeds action, interest. And this is what allows you to break through the barrier of friction to the future. When you are focused on the future, being in business is one of the most exciting things to be. You know, you're not driving to work with a knot in your stomach every day. There's a, there's that feeling of passion and excitement about what you might accomplish. And now where you only saw problems and barriers before, now you see solutions. Where the tendency before was, hey, let's slow things down. Now there is a desire to act quickly, to respond, to move forward, to embrace the future. So, Think different by finding the friction in your business. Do different by eliminating that friction. When we look at the great technological world and future that we are driving toward, we have to understand this. We are not robots. We are human beings living through the first decade of the most important 50-year period in the history of our species. So have these conversations and win. Fear, friction, future. I think this is a great way to start approaching things, and, and, and I'd love to hear how you do with it. So have these conversations and just win, succeed. This has been Digital Influence with Ryan Hogarth. You just listened to the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogarth. Cliffcentral.com.